Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE is a catalyst for change in the engineering industry, and one of the biggest ways we inspire that change is through our annual SWE Conference for Women Engineers and Technologists. This year's conference, WE21 in Indianapolis, Indiana, will help attendees at all ages and stages learn, connect, and grow. Join us for three days of networking and relationship building, over 250 professional development sessions, three inspirational keynotes, and a career fair featuring more than 300 exhibitors. Let's aspire to inspire at WE21, October 21st through the 23rd. Head to we21.swe.org for more info and to register. Hi, I'm Heather Doty, FY21 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Maggie Kreiser, a process engineer at Compass Minerals. Maggie studied petroleum and natural gas engineering at Penn State University and worked on natural gas rigs throughout Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia before joining Compass Minerals in 2018. She was drawn to engineering as a profession because of the many challenges engineers help solve and the wide variety of career options. Thanks for joining us today, Maggie. Hi, Heather. So excited to be here. I love SWE and I love the podcast. Um, I listen to it when I'm running sometimes, so it's an honor to be here. That's awesome. I also use our podcast while I'm exercising. I've given up running. Brisk walking works for me. <laughs> so Maggie, what initially sparked or inspired your interest in STEM? So it's funny you asked that, Heather, because I wasn't really interested in math and science until college. You know, I, I always liked it, but I just didn't really think I was smart enough or talented enough. But you know, the more and more STEM classes I took, the more I realized I did kind of like it and I enjoyed the challenge. And so I ended up just going for it in college. And what I really liked was the wide variety of career options and the ability to be solving real world problems. And, you know, even to this day, I would say that I'm definitely not a genius just to person of average intelligence, but I think it's my curiosity and, and willingness to work hard that's allowed me to thrive in engineering. I couldn't agree with that sentiment more. A lot of our, our engineers are the same. As mentioned earlier, you attended Penn State and studied petroleum and natural gas engineering. What drew you toward that particular field? As I said, I, I really loved working in towards solving real world pressing problems. Um, and I also loved working in it and leading teams and, you know, the ability to be creative and think outside the box. And so petroleum and natural gas really appealed to me because at the time and, and probably still now, you know, everyone just hates petroleum and natural gas engineering because of, you know, the controversy and the drilling and fracking. And, and it was honestly kind of like the bad boys club of engineering. Um, but for me, I really saw it as an opportunity to make the industry better. And during my studies, I really learned the importance also of an engineer's role in safety and in the environment. And I learned that being an engineer is really an honor, and it comes with a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. 
Can you give us some insight into what a typical day looks like for you as a process engineer at Compass Minerals? So my main job as a process engineer is to support plant operations. So in the morning, I come into work and I look at trends in our data historian to kind of see how the plant performed overnight. And then I do a walkthrough of the plant with the rest of the process engineering team. And then we discuss our findings with operations. Uh, And then I spend a good part of my day working on my process improvement projects. Um, And that includes research, writing and presenting business cases, meeting with vendors and contractors, coordinating with operations and with maintenance. And also it's important and necessary for my role to, to spend time continually looking for new projects to improve the plant. So quite frequently, I'll just go walk around the plant and, and see if there's anything that could use improvement. And then also part of my role is to maintain our P and IDs, create mass balances, do flow calculations, more typical engineering stuff. Um, and then also reviewing any proposed projects and changes to the plant. But then outside of that, I also try to set for myself a safety goal to help improve the plant. And I also try to make time for a personal development goal as well, whether that's leadership skills or Six Sigma training, anything like that. And then I also try to fit in time for for any mentorships I'm currently pursuing. And then you know, depending what I'm interested in, it it could be different mentorships. And I I try to meet with those at least once a month. I love that you're focused on continuous improvement, not just for the plant, but for yourself and your, your own development. That's awesome. (laughs) Everything's a work in progress. (laughs) What is your favorite part about your job? So definitely my favorite part about my job is getting time to sit down and chat with the operators in the plant. Um, you know, just about life or or anything, but also helping them solve their their problems and helping them make their jobs easier. Um, and the reason it's my favorite thing is because when I first started at, at Compass Minerals, I was really overwhelmed. You know, I wasn't really familiar with the plant, and I was starting in a completely new industry um, that was outside of my comfort zone. And I didn't necessarily know what to do or feel qualified for my role. So I would just sit up in the control room and in the quality lab as well. And those guys just made me feel so welcome. And they were happy to show me how things worked and and tell me what I could do to help them. And then pretty soon I had plenty of projects and I was able to feel valued and confident in my role. And honestly, to this day, if I'm feeling lost or if I need a new project, I always start with the operators because they really do have some of the best ideas in the plan. Fantastic. I understand that you've participated in several professional development opportunities during your career at Compass Minerals. Can you tell us about some of those opportunities and any advice to other women if they're looking for development opportunities? Sure. So really my first development opportunity that I had was attending the Society of Women Engineers conference. So one of the other women engineers at Compass Minerals reached out to me from another side and asked if I wanted to join her at this conference. And I said, sure, that sounds like a great time. But I really had no idea 
the impact it would have on me later on, you know, like the workshops and the speakers were just so inspiring. And I just learned so much and came back so refreshed. And I had this big, this notebook full of ideas and notes I had taken. And a lot of those things really helped me in pretty much every other thing I'm going to talk about for my professional development. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about Sweet, but I love it when it comes back and I get to hear it from other people as well. I know. I really benefited a lot from it. So, yeah. And, and then one of the, the biggest things I've accomplished was um, our company had an innovation tournament a few years ago. And so I submitted an idea for that. Um, and I had the opportunity to present in front of the executive team and, and use some of those skills I learned in SWE. And I was actually really successful in that I ended up taking second place for the whole company. And my idea is currently in the pipeline for implement, implementation company-wide. So that's exciting. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But then... So then after that, after the innovation tournament, I was asked to be the co-chair of our women's link group, um, which is an employee resource group and link stands for leading, inspiring, networking, and knowing. And honestly, that was probably one of my biggest challenges, um, leading a group of more senior and somewhat skeptical women um, was really different for me coming from a really male-dominated field, uh, and it was really a challenge. And I, I really had to change my approach in order to bring everyone together. And, and you know, being an engineer didn't really matter or give me any authority. So I really had to learn how to be diplomatic uh, in order to create a safe space where all of us women could just get together and and talk and feel welcome. And then after that. Um, I was asked to be on the steering committee of our emerging leaders link at Compass Minerals. And this employee resource group is focused on helping develop our employees. And so that is really exciting because it involves things like learning from leaders and job sharing um, and, you know, information about educational reimbursement. And so it's just such a great opportunity to help all of our employees, including myself and it also feels like I'm giving back a little bit, but yeah. And then, you know, something I always do, and I touched on this before is, you know, finding a mentor that can teach you something that you want to learn. It doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily directly related to your field. Um, I have mentors for all different kinds of kinds of things, and I've learned so much to them, from them. So I think that's really important um, in, in developing your your professional development or leadership skills or, or anything like that. Um, and then one other thing I would say is to practice your interactions with people, you know, in the workplace and, and out in the wild at the grocery store or whatever. Um, because I think personally that being outgoing is definitely a learned skill and it's something you can you can practice and observe from other people and you can learn it pretty quickly. Just the more you practice it, the better you'll get at it. Which is true of so many things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and a good way to practice is by saying yes to new opportunities, whether they're related 
related to your job role or not. I think um, I've really learned a lot from taking advantage of new opportunities that have come my way. And I've gotten to know my coworkers better that I wouldn't normally get to meet in my job function through them. You know, we have a unofficial beer club at Compass Mineral where we brew our own beer. And I've joined that and I've joined the softball team, even though I'm so bad at softball. <laughs> and and um, I even taught a body mechanics class as part of a safety workshop for the entire site. So definitely things that were outside of um my comfort zone. And then I would also say, you know, as for what companies can do to develop their workforce and and create diversity, you know, is, is to take a chance on people. Um, Like I said earlier, I, you know, I kind of felt like I was unprepared or unqualified for my role at Compass Minerals coming from oil and gas and not being a chemical engineer. And I was really just someone who was, you know, didn't really fit into the the box of requirements in the job description for a process engineer, but Compass was willing to take a chance on me. And I I think it, it just really worked out pretty well for everyone. And, and, but you know, that's something I'll, I'll never forget and I'll always appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. I think you had all sorts of different ways for people to about getting development require different levels of effort and different interests and experiences. And I think that's that's fantastic. Shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned your involvement in the women's network at your company. Can you talk a little bit about what kinds of obstacles you have faced as a woman in engineering and how did you overcome them? Yeah. I mean, I would say that engineering is easy, right? It's understanding the people. That's the challenge. Um, (laughs) But definitely one that I've come to enjoy the most about my job. But, you know, it wasn't always like that. Um, And, you know, I knew as an engineer that was going to be working in the field that I needed to be able to influence a sometimes rough group of people. And, this was something that I definitely worried about when I entered the workforce. Um, but, you know, I quickly found out that the best thing to do is to just be true to yourself. You know, you don't need to conform to anyone else's expectations. You don't need to be tough and mean. You know, you got have to understand that you're hired to add a new perspective to a company. And it's your duty to shine and own your accomplishments. Um, and going along with that, you know, um, you know, it can be tough to overcome that imposter syndrome, but, and it can be tough to, to speak up in meetings. Um, that was something I struggled with as well, but it's really important. You know, you don't just want to be the person who never says anything in meetings. And, and so I try to, if I have an idea or a safety share or anything, I always try to say it because, I've definitely had times where I had an idea and I didn't think it was good enough, but then someone else said it and, and got all the credit for it. And I'm just like, oh, dang it. That could have been me. I should have spoke up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, also if you see something that is, is biased in the workplace, whether it's gender, cultural, generational, you know, conscious or unconscious, say something about that as well. Um, I've always found that people, managers, company leadership, 
whatever, you know, they generally want to help. They just need you to tell them how to help you. Um, and so don't be afraid um, to speak about up about something like that as well. And then also one other thing that was always hard for me to learn was to ask for help when you need it and use all of your resources. It was hard for me to, to kind of transition from college into the workplace and you know, it's, it's not a, a test. It's not a final exam. It's, it's not cheating to ask for help. Right. So just knowing that you're not alone and, and capitalizing on the talents of your team, because at the end of the day, your job is to work together to achieve a, a common goal. So that was, that was really important for me to learn. Fantastic lessons. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And then one other thing that's always been a problem for, for women in the workplace, you know, is, is flexibility. And I've definitely found that as well, but I've also kind of realized that it's also kind of a generational, um, diversity issue anymore. Um, you know, millennials and and younger generations work and are engaged different than, than baby boomers. And, Although we have the same professional goals and values as older generations, the way we expect to work is is different. And, you know, since technology has always been enmeshed in our lives, we thrive and we interact better through it. And so I'm finding that, you know, people my age and, and when I have talked to my friends about, you know, important issues to them as well, you know, they are, are always saying, you know, alternate work schedules and, and home work versus office flexibility is very, very important and appealing to us. And so I think that, you know, successful leaders of companies will have to learn and, and figure out how to adapt to those changing work environments and expectations as well, and, and be able to balance both the needs of both um, older generations and millennials and younger generations as well. Absolutely. So let's gears entirely and stop talking about work so much. So outside of your career, (laughs) what brings you enjoyment? What do you do to unwind? So that can be very difficult for me because I personally identify as a people pleaser, unfortunately. So it can be very difficult to find time for myself. Um, But one of the things that I try to do is to take all of my vacation time. You know, it's it's a benefit that your work gives to you. And so, you know, you should take advantage of it. And I still always get anxiety about asking for time off or missing meetings, um, especially, you know, when you have lots of coworkers that never use all their vacation time. But I think that just because someone doesn't take all of their vacation time doesn't mean they're better than you. Um, and I personally find that when I come back from a vacation, I feel so refreshed and, and just the idea of, of taking a vacation and planning it out gives you something to look forward to as well. So I think it's really important. And also something that I've done before is, and I try to do frequently is to take advantage of, uh, my company's employee assistance program. Um, you know, especially the therapy aspect. I, 
I really try not to come home and dump all of my work problems and stress onto my spouse. You know, it can be kind of unhealthy. And I try to put myself in their shoes. You know, would I really want to sit around and listen to, you know, someone's work when you don't really know quite what it's about and you don't really know all these people. So you're just trying to piece it together. But yeah, you know, a therapist, they're a said unbiased third party and and they can even give you some good advice. So I definitely recommend taking advantage of that as well. But but then of course, you know, you can't see your therapist every day. So one thing that I've learned to do is is to meditate every day. And it's not something that really came easily. You know, I've I took a yoga teacher training a couple of years ago, and, and that's where I started to learn the practice of meditation. But I would say it took many, many months after that before I actually became good at it and saw the benefits of it. But I just try to even do it for like five, 10 minutes a day. And it's a good way to kind of be introspective about yourself and and feel calming and, and just kind of understand, you know, what's been bothering you because those thoughts will definitely come up. Um, so that's something that really helps me along with exercising every morning, try to make time to move my body when I can. Like I said, I listen to the podcast while I run. So yeah. And then, you know, one thing that I've been doing recently um, has been yeah, well, as a working professional woman in a relatively new location, it can be difficult to make friends. So I've realized that there's an app for that. So um, I downloaded this friend finding app. And it's funny because it's just like a dating app. In fact, it's through Bumble, but it's called Bumble BFF. And it's literally the same as the dating app, but it's for finding friends. And I've actually met some pretty great people on there and, and some of my other friends use it. And so now we're like combining friends group and it's been really beneficial. I'd, I would highly recommend it. Oh, it's great to learn all these new resources. Uh, like you say, mentoring is, is awesome. I'm learning so much from this conversation. If you could give some words of wisdom to the next generation of women engineers, what would those be? So as I touched on earlier, you know, definitely being true to yourself and and finding a mentor and saying yes to new opportunities and getting involved, especially if it gets you outside of your comfort zone. Um, I would say that is definitely one thing you can do that will, will help you gain visibility And it's really allowed me to set myself apart for my peers as well. And it's a good way to practice leadership, even if you don't have any direct reports. Um, As one of my good friends and mentors at Compass Minerals always says, leadership is an attitude, not a job title. So I, I really try to take that to heart in everything I do. And then also, you know, treat everyone the same, regardless of titles. I, I always try to, you know, talk to the operators like I would a CEO and, and talk to the CEO like they're one of my operator friends, even though it can be kind of intimidating. I just try to tell that to myself before I, I'm in a situation where I'm talking to the executive team and, and just try to realize that there are people too. And, 
and they just really want to connect and and have meaningful conversations just like anyone else would. And then lastly, of course, like I mentioned a couple of times, get involved with Sweet. It's it's such a great resource and I've really benefited a lot from it so far. Well, here, here to that. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us today. I think our listeners will really love hearing about your background and experiences and, and the advice that you had to share, especially in the areas of professional development. Thanks, Heather. It was a pleasure to be here talking with you. I'm Heather Doty. For all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Remember to head to we21.swe.org to learn more about and register for this year's conference. 